Hello, Lincoln. Thanks for listening to Support LNK, the podcast, which was created to support small business owners and entrepreneurs in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm your host, Lorraine Penner, but you can call me Lo, co-owner of Harbor 402 with my husband, Jeffrey, and creator of Support LNK. And I'll be taking you through the ins and outs of meeting and learning about our guests each week. On today's episode, we are talking to Debbie Dugan of the Relaxation Corporation, a mobile massage business. And let me tell you, Debbie was a joy to speak with and to get to know better so all y'all are in for a treat today so let's stop the chit chat and get right to it how are you doing today there debbie i'm doing great how are you I'm doing great. Thank you. So happy to have you on the Support LNK, the podcast, and giving our listeners the opportunity to get to know you and your business, the Relaxation Corporation, getting to know you guys better. My goal for today is just a casual conversation, like if we're having a cup of coffee together or tea. The one thing that I just like to get everything started off with is just a little bit of gratefulness and gratitude. And so to get us in the right mindset for today, so just tell me something good. Anything good happened to you this morning, this last weekend, anything, one thing that you're thankful or grateful for today? Oh man, I'm just kind of a grateful, positive person. So I've got the probably a long, long laundry list. So far, a healthy family. I've got a wonderful husband and a nine year old daughter and a dog. I am still able to work right now, which has been incredible and just such rich, wonderful friendships and grateful for this town. And I'm not from here. So I really, really love this community and I'm grateful for it. And even something like this, I just jumped on this experience. I think this is really a a testament to how uh, inclusive and cool Lincoln is and how much we really do want to support each other. So that would be the short list for today. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love long lists of gratitude. It it helps keep us in the right mindset, Hmm. you know, and outlook of things. And so I saw on your website that you had mentioned San Diego. Are you originally from California? Yeah, I grew up in San Jose, California, and then I went to college in San Diego. And San Diego was pretty much what I would call home now. Like when I say I'm going back home, usually it's to San Diego because a lot of my family relocated down there and all my best friends are down there, not including my Nebraska best friends now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've yeah. made friends here too. Yeah. So we, we try to get back once or twice a year and it's just amazing. But as far as living with a family, I do prefer Lincoln now. San Diego was super fun in my twenties and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a California girl myself. We were born, uh, I was born and raised in Hawaiian Gardens, California. So just right outside of LA. We lived more Northern in Tulare, but we actually moved here to Nebraska in 99. I think I've officially been in Nebraska longer than California now. Oh, I, I still say I'm a California girl. Well, my daughter was born there. So I always tell her, I'm oh. like, you're a California girl at heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. California is awesome. But yes, I agree. It's much better Lincoln, I think, for families, like growing a family and everything. Yeah. But yeah, okay, let's go ahead and get into it. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your business. Okay, so I have been a massage therapist for, I'm, I'm almost going to hit my 15-year anniversary. I went to a, a little great college in San Diego called Mueller College. It's, it's a career where you really, I mean, it's really what you make of it. I've, I've worked in a lot of different settings. At one point, I worked in a physical therapy clinic, hospitals, oncology. I've done some end-of-life massage, which it's sad and it's touching, but, you know, just, just a little bit of a different experience there. Lots and lots of experience with sports massage in different settings. And then, of course, what I'd like to talk to you guys about today is um, my mobile massage business, which I've done in some capacity basically the, whole, the entire time 
time I've been a massage therapist. So often I've, I've worked in some sort of establishment and then on the side I have done mobile massage services as well. And that's kind of a little more flexible then, yeah? Especially now yeah. when a lot, of, a lot of offices and businesses are closed, but with the mobile, you can take it anywhere, private homes or small offices and stuff instead of people coming out to you if they're not necessarily comfortable with that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And so your business, the Relaxation Corporation, when did that start? What year? I, I was officially incorporated in January of 2019. Although, okay. as I mentioned, I've, I've been dabbling years. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Dabbling in it for years. But yeah, I made it official in uh, January of 2019. I, I would say that I've brought a model of a business that I saw quite a bit in California that just seemed to be lacking here, which was that if you're a big organization, let's say you're a big corporation like Nelnet or Emeritus or something like that, and you've got a very large staff and you need, you know, say more than 10 massage therapists, then myself and then I would contract other massage therapists to come and we would come provide either chair yeah. massage or table massage for your group. And typically in that setting, people are fully clothed. So mm -hmm. it's really easy to, yeah, go into an office or in some circumstances, I've done wedding parties or Bible studies, almost any type of party. Like if you want to incorporate massage therapy into your group or event, then I'm, my setup's pretty small. The, the chair especially is pretty small or the, the table doesn't take up that much space either. But yeah, it's interesting. What, what I found when I came here is I had a few offices wanting to hire me and a couple therapists. I, you know, I was kind of looking around. I'm like, yeah, how, how do people do that here? Because in California, there's these huge companies where you would call and they could send yeah. several therapists over. So once I realized that no one had really developed that here in Lincoln, I was like, oh man, you know, I've got- I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I've got all the years of experience and I've, you know, I've run my own personal practice for so many years. And so I got it off the ground. And I, unfortunately, up until COVID, things were going awesome. What's interesting about my business in particular is I, I got pretty popular early on with dental offices. Oh. That's just an industry where their ergonomics, I mean, they, they constantly, they're in kind of the same position all day. A lot yeah. of them have a lot of neck and back pain. So I had quite a few dental offices having me come out and me and the other massage therapists would work on the staff. And I mean, they were just elated dental offices. They typically get an hour lunch break. So we'd come in for the hour. There'd be four or five of us. We'd massage everybody. And then, um, and I actually had a few scheduled for March and April. And then of mm -hmm. course, like, I think just because of the type of work they do in people's mouths, they're like, yeah, we yeah. can't have any extra people coming in here right now. And Mm -hmm. I totally get it. And, yeah, and then and just with so many people working from home, you know, other offices that I've visited in the past that, you know, would typically have me back. They, they're like, we're sorry, everybody's working from home now and who knows when they're going to be back in the office. So yeah, it's, I know. That's what I was going to say too. Like with my dentist in particular, I had an interview with her last week. Her office was even closed for two months. And so, yeah. um, so a lot of the medical, like you said, when people with dentists, people's mouths are open and, and bacteria mm -hmm. and everything. And so it's tough, but yeah, but anyway, we'll go ahead and let's see, what was it that made you want to start this business? And so I know you had mentioned that you had seen it, you were familiar with it in California, but more so about massage in general, what made you want to start that business as well? So I was about 22 when I started school and I just always had a sense that I wanted flexibility around having a family one day. And thankfully, even though I was pretty dumb in other aspects of my life at that <laughs> age, like I, I did have the premonition to be like, hey, you know, having a flexible schedule would be really valuable to me when I have a family one day. 
And so that, I mean, in that sense, that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And it's funny because now, especially last year when I was getting the business off the ground, I mean, my daughter was like, I'd come home every day and I'd just be working on the business and stuff like that. She's like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, (laughs) but I'm like, Hey, at least I'm home. And like, you know, I can still design things in such a way where I don't take clients when it's your Valentine party and things like Mm -hmm. that. So, and I think for her too, she sees the value in mom being an entrepreneur and yes, it's hard work, but you know, I, I explain it to her very thoroughly and I, I think in the end she sees the value of it, but yeah, the flexibility of schedule. And then I would say too, the industry is very therapeutic for the therapist as well, because when I go to work every day, people are elated to see me. It's not one of those things where it's like, Hey, you're to- you're towing my car away or, you know, I'm here to collect a bill <laughs> yeah. or something. It's like, I'm here to give you a massage. You know, being on the receiving end of that gratitude and that positive energy has just been incredibly enlifting in my life. And now, especially during COVID, I'm mostly focusing on, I have an office space where I just personally give massages out of. And I feel like I'm so happy to be back massaging the public in that way because man, people need it. And it's just, it's just incredible. It's an incredible gift to give someone. And and I receive so much back in return. So, and that's something that I didn't know going into the profession, but you know, all these years later, I'm like, wow, people really appreciate body work. They really need it. And mm-hmm. I feel appreciated and needed. And so it's been, it's been awesome. It's been a great career. Tagging on to something you said there about your daughter and, and you coming home and being, putting the entrepreneur suit mm-hmm. on, but she's seeing that and she's seeing that her mom is a hard worker and that you're doing something of your own. And so, so that is a little seed planted in her too. And who knows yeah. what she's going to decide to do with her life. But that's one yeah. thing that I love about business owners and entrepreneurs and general it's just it's not just our own personal lives that it's affecting it's anybody who sees us anybody who's watching and they're getting a little bit of encouragement from that too whoever's watching if they want some inspiration or want to try to achieve their dreams or goals then they they get a little bit of that from us we can give them a little nudge hopefully (laughs) Um, yeah for sure and so in the space of massage how does your business stand out from the rest or in other words what is your secret sauce So I would say for me, so I I noticed I was looking through your Facebook page and you're very hip to the seven habits of highly effective people. And so I would say my secret sauce has a lot to do with, for those who have read the book, kind of those first three habits, like my core values that Mm -hmm. I then bring to the customer, so to speak. So for example, I keep my word. (laughs) I, I, that seems, I don't know why that's a little bit of a, it's a hard concept for people, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and especially in this day and age, you know, it's, it's so easy to blow people off with a text message or an email or something or have something come up. And I really try to not let that happen. Like I I say this now, but I I would almost have to be dying to not come into work and turn down a client. And now with COVID, of course, I'm like, okay, if I have a runny nose, might want to rethink that policy. But (laughs) just in general, like, you know, I'm very consistent. I get back to people, honor my commitments. That's not to say that other massage therapists or other people don't do that. But I do think that makes me stand out because like I Mm -hmm. will communicate with a person till the end, whether they're interested in coming to my office to get a massage, or if they're a business that wants massage therapists to come in, I just make sure everything is thoroughly understood. All their questions are answered. I show up on time. I do good work. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I just, I just streamline it and make it as easy as possible for them. And that formula has worked for me. Like I think in any area of life, if you just dedicate yourself to your word and show up for people when you say you will and follow through, it works magic. You know, it's, it's very simple, but it's, it's very powerful too. 
Yeah, absolutely. It definitely sounds like you've got that trust factor built into your entire business sure. where you say one thing, you're going to do that thing. So that is something that, like you said, all businesses, they definitely need it, but people respond to that. And so that's probably yes. why you've had such such success because people need that, especially like you said, it's easy to kind of go back on that for some. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, things come up, you know, kids get sick and all that stuff, but we're the type of people that do whatever we have to do <laughs> to, yeah. to not break that trust. So that's just kind of going above and beyond. And so that's awesome. Uh, another quick question. What was the toughest thing that you went through when you were opening or starting your business? Oh man, just the general growing pains. Like there were probably a couple things that I paid for that I didn't need to. Like I remember there was one thing about when I set up the business, they print something in a paper that says like, hey, you know, this person's incorporated now. And then I got some mail from an outside business. I didn't even realize it. And they're like, you need to publish your business. And so I paid them as well. And it turns out it was just like someone finds out you're opening a business. Yeah. And so, but, but you know, that's okay. Like, you know, I was probably out 130 bucks, but you know, each of those experiences, I, I'm just trying to chalk it up to a learning experience and Mm -hmm. just trying to learn as I go. So it, it makes me a little bit more discerning when I receive phone calls or mail now, because honestly, like it's weird. Like, I don't know if, yeah, something must like publish you because I I do get social media people and like all these different people that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're a business owner. We kind of want a piece of you and, you know, and that's cool, but I'm just a little more discerning of that now. Mm -hmm. So that was tough to learn a few of those lessons. You always learn lessons like by losing money, I swear. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one of the quickest way to learn a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, okay, that wasn't pleasant. I'm not going to do that again. And then just, I would say the other tough thing for me is, you know, I really felt like, oh my gosh, I need to be on Instagram every second and on Facebook and I need to market and I need to use every single marketing tool. And when I finally stepped back 12 months later and really reviewed what was bringing in clients for me, it was my friends, Mm -hmm. my network, you know, my acquaintances. And so then I really turned to focusing more on that and nurturing those relationships. And that's been the best, you know, and it honestly, it saves me money. Like if I just, you know, nurture, yeah, nurture my personal (laughs) relationships and then, you know, and then I get the benefit of their time and attention and wisdom and expertise, then it's like, wow, I've saved money. I've, I've nurtured relationships with friends and then I get more business out of it too. And then maybe I'm supporting their business too. Yeah, absolutely. I was learning about that one day and how there was this little cone of prospecting and how Mm -hmm. a lot of times with like new businesses, especially because when you're there, you're maybe not as confident. And so you should go for the cold prospecting, but that's the hardest one, you know, trying to get strangers to come in and because you know, you have a great service or product, but at the bottom of the funnel, the tiniest little piece of the bottom of the funnel is the people that you know, love and trust already. And they know, love and trust you. And so just a simple reaching out, letting them either know what you're doing or asking them if they know anybody that you could refer them. And so it's just so simple, but it's a step that a lot of people kind of either on purpose or, or accidentally skip because maybe they just don't want to burn any bridges, but it's not burning bridges. If you're just one time asking rather than, Hey, try this, Hey, try this. Definitely not that by any means. Everybody goes through that. But one of the things that I've kind of tried to teach myself as far as mistakes is that I try to appreciate my mistakes because then it teaches me what not to do. And I, I try not to make the same mistake twice. And so I might, I might make another mistake, but it's not exactly the same. And so I'm learning <laughs> as I go. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of going up and up and up rather than staying flat and making the same mistake. Mistakes could be your friends. 
you know, it helps you to do things better. Um, if you had to start over from day one, what would you have done differently? I don't know that I would have done anything differently. I mean, honestly, I'm very much in the growth phase. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of ideas of where I'd like to be in a few years. So right now I'm just kind of taking it slow. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I'd do anything differently. I, I've somehow managed to like manage my schedule pretty well. And, you know, I, I did, like I said, make those few little monetary mistakes, but um, nothing you know, too I, big and out of the yeah, order. nothing, yeah. no, like I didn't dump thousands of dollars into some <laughs> like, you know, marketing strategy yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so thankfully so far so good, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think of ideas on how to grow and stuff, but you know, at this point there's just me. And so I have to, you know, I still have to be a wife and mom as well. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and so, so far so good. I've, I've bitten off like exactly as much as I can chew, I think. right Yeah. Now. Still being able to keep that the main priority and the yeah. business after still high yeah. up there, but, but not, yes, over, not sure. overtaking. Yeah. Um, so far this year in 2020, what has been the hardest part or the toughest part about being in a business for you? So I, I kind of knew right away when COVID happened and they were sending everyone home from offices. And, and, and I, like I, I mentioned, I've done um, some chair massages, like at bridal parties and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, with all this stuff getting canceled, I was like, okay, I need to wrap my head around the fact that I'm probably not going to be doing a ton of mobile massage this year. And almost right away, I was okay with that. Like I was, yeah. I was, I was now homeschooling my daughter and I can pause it was disappointing, but I got over it. And then the health department did allow me to reopen my office and start accepting clients there. And honestly, the first day I was terrified. I mean, I had to wear a mask. The client had to wear a mask. I just wasn't sure if people were going to be able to breathe okay. Would I breathe okay? Was I going to be comfortable? I got through that first day and I was like, oh, piece of cake. Like easy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm lucky because I, the office that I work out of is just a two room space. And so I'm not working out of some big salon where there's a lot of traffic. So that made me feel a lot more safe. It's super easy for me to just go through after each client and disinfect and everything. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely gotten used to that, but yeah, I'd say the tough thing for me is I was on track to like really grow this mobile business and it was disappointing. And I don't know when it's going to recover, you know, because I'm, I'm assuming in the future, you know, once a vaccine comes out and stuff, it's like, well, only come back to work if you got the vaccine or something like that. I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. So yeah. I just need to be present. And like I said, it has allowed me to be home a little bit more and that's okay for right now. I, I can do that. There's plenty of stuff I can be working on always. So absolutely. And one of the things that I took out of that too, as you were talking, one way that I have helped keep my disappointment and everything at bay is setting expectations. So like you said, you did it right mm -hmm. away. You're like, okay, it's probably not going to work that well this year. But I like to like with people particularly, but also with goals, I don't expect anything from anybody. If you go into an agreement or you have hopes and stuff for somebody else to pull through on something with setting that goal or expectation before talking to that person type of thing. And so the mm -hmm. um, so same thing, I've kind of tried to align that with goals as well. If you just don't expect automatically out of the gate for everybody to agree with what you want to do, then I, I find that after I made that decision to do that, I don't really get disappointed very often. And so, right. and it's not saying that you can't expect people to do things or expect things to go your way, but don't expect things without speaking about it. Sure. You know? And so that just, that's a one-way street and it never, ever, ever goes well. But I've tried to also like, as far as goals and dreams and stuff like that, trying to 
set expectations. And like when COVID happened, I would immediately set the expectation of, okay, this, like you said, probably not going to be the best year for business that we've had. And so if I just start with that, then again, I'm not going to be as disappointed. So I'm glad that you're in, in that thinking too. It helps us. It's still disappointing, but it's not, I guess I don't take it as personally because I know that it's right. not it's not of our doing. And so that's definitely something that, that I think more of us could probably benefit from, but we don't really naturally think that way. And so you kind of did get into the COVID a little bit here, but as far as COVID restrictions for you, Debbie, how has your business been affected so far? I know you got into that a little bit, but also how do you see that affecting you moving forward? So everybody, you know, is in a different space, I, I would say fear wise and, and rightfully so. Yeah, like we yeah. just, I, th I think there's so much, there's so many people speaking at us and, and advising us that it, it does get quite confusing. But I, I guess I feel lucky that in my industry, just right from the get-go, it's like, yo, you wear a mask, the other person wears a mask, end of story. And of course, everybody was grumpy about it, but it definitely, like, it just took that stress away. So it's like, okay, we're doing this. But a lot of massage therapy practices were still rightfully concerned. They were just like, yeah, I'm not ready to go back to work yet. And so what ended up happening is I did open my doors back up on May 7th, I think was when it was. Some massage therapists maybe opened June 1st, maybe July 1st. So what ended up happening, and I feel for the other businesses, is a lot of clients were looking for massages. So I think those mm -hmm. of us who opened our doors first, we ended up absorbing a lot of these people that were just looking for massage therapy. So my, at my office, just in terms of my personal practice, I mean, I'm, I'm almost turning people away. I don't think I even have an opening for probably like a month oh, for wow. people to get into my office. So, and prior to COVID, like I always had a good stream of regular clients, but if I had like an empty spot, like I'd go on Instagram or something and be like, Hey, I've got an 11 o'clock appointment. You know, someone want to take it, but I'm finding that I don't even have to do that now. So that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. And honestly, as long as I'm busy at my office, I can make a living very comfortably. And so, mm -hmm. um, obviously kind of getting over the disappointment of the mobile stuff, but I, I know that as long as the health department allows me to stay open, it's looking like I'm on a trajectory to be fine in that sense. So that's great. You know, and I would say to other massage practices that elected to open later, that's awesome and that's fine. And I, I think that they will do fine as well because so many people are seeking massage therapy mm -hmm. right now. It's, it's not I think just people, a one time and done. It's, it's a no, constant. no, yeah. I think people's stress is through the roof right now. And so I think as long as people are just mentioning that it's a service they offer, I don't think they're going to have any trouble filling back up either. So mm -hmm. yeah, just with a little bit of work, letting people know that you're open yeah. or reopened then easily like social media or your website. Definitely. And you did kind of mention on this a little bit earlier, but what is your number one way you're currently bringing in the new clients and customers? Okay. So I do belong to a networking group. Those people are kind of who I would keep abreast of like just what I'm doing. I, I joined the networking group specifically to help me with my mobile business. And mm -hmm. so when COVID first happened, I was like, ooh, maybe I don't need to be in this networking group because it looks like the mobile business isn't going to be so great. But actually, since they're all in their own separate industry, they're going to be the first to know like, hey, yep, people are coming back to my office. And so, yeah, so I decided yeah. to to remain in that. And that's, that's really helped me to just... Um, kind of get like the more, I, I guess, cold contacts, you would say, would be like their referrals. 
And so I am doing like, I, I did go, we did some massages at the Kindler Hotel last week. I did go out to, um, there's a group that runs like cost cutters and supercuts. And so me and a couple of massage therapists went out and did that. Those were all kind of leads that I got some help from my networking group. But I would say my big thing is, and I would tell all other business owners out there, you don't have to be obnoxious about, you know, like your elevator pitch or whatever, but every person that I come into contact with, I somehow find a way to tell them that I'm a massage therapist. And yeah. like I said, I'm not pushy about it, but it always gets slipped in there somehow. But I, I also, I'm always looking to support local businesses too. So like if I meet someone new, like I just got my deck redone in the spring, for example. And so, and he's a cool local business. And so I'm like, tell me how you got started. Like you're also an entrepreneur. And then, you know, and then that gives me an opportunity. Well, what do you do? Oh, I do massage, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think if you're just genuine and organic in those interactions, you'd be surprised what people are like, Ooh, Hey, like, I, I need that. Like I, yeah. like I saw too, that you interviewed Jill Jacobs, for example. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a perfect example too. It, you know, everybody needs a bookkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Everybody just, needs something. So yeah. So currently and always, I always, or like even things like this, like when, when my friend told me about this opportunity, I'm like, yep, I'll do it. You know, I just, <laughs> I always try to find ways to just put myself out there, but in like a genuine way. Absolutely. And that's another reason, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get this started is just building those connections with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And so, like you said, when somebody comes and does your deck, you're just like, Hey, well, you're a small business owner too. How did you get this started? Just that little conversation could encourage that person that day if they were having a bad day before, and then they met you. It's so easy to just be kind and to be present. Like you had said before, yes. and just giving people your attention and listening to them. But we never know what that could do for a person that particular day. So yeah, I love building the connections and learning, like meeting you. I got to meet you and you know everybody else that I'm interviewing. I just love meeting new people because everybody has something special. Yes. I know you have a pretty cool job. Like you get, you get <laughs> like the, you're like, I get to find out about all these cool services. I mean, people even probably that come out of the woodwork that you're like, I didn't even know you were here. Like this yeah, is so cool. Yeah. There's quite a few of them. And just a little secret. I actually, I am more of a behind the scenes type of girl. And so mm -hmm. this is actually stretching me. It's pulling me out of my element, but I love growing. And so I love learning yeah. about growing. And so it's just kind of felt like it would be the right time to do something like this anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Next question, how has or has the internet played a big role in your business? That, that's probably the, the area that I definitely need to strengthen. I made my own website. It looks mm -hmm. decent, but that's one of my big goals as my business grows is just working on that. And I'm actually working with a really neat guy right now. Like he's going to come film me. Me and some massage therapists are doing massages at the country club uh, actually mm -hmm. this week. So we go and we, we massage all the golfers before they go out to their tournaments and stuff. So he's going to film us doing that. And then he's going to make me a little, like a teaser. So like when people come onto yeah. my website, they see like a little video teaser and then just something, That's cool. you know, that I can use to put on like Instagram and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm slowly tackling little things like that. And yeah, the internet, yeah, it, it eludes me. It's scary. <laughs> I don't know. I, f I feel like you can throw tons of money at it and not oh, yeah. really get anything returned. I mean, I know enough that you need to have a very user-friendly website and things like that. I'd say I'm still tinkering. Like I'm on social media and stuff. Mm -hmm. I play around. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The internet, I find it is a very slippery slope because some is. people, like some people like you are a little cautious with it. 
but then other people kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, they get sucked into it. And so then they, a, yeah. lot, a lot of their time and attention goes to that scrolling through everything and it takes time away right. from their business and their family. So both extremes, everybody's trying to find the perfect spot in the middle, yes. but but sometimes we get overwhelmed and overcome with it. As far as technology then, not only the internet, but any kind of technology, what is your worst technology struggle as of today? I'd say just coming up with content in general. I I finally, I I did have a friend. um, It took me a while to get on Instagram. I had a friend kind of help me. She's a hairstylist and she was like, ooh, do this, do that. You know, someone like a, a florist or a hairstylist or someone who creates things, can have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of their work and it's, oh, and it's yeah. beautiful and they can have all this content. Well, for a massage therapist, you know, first <laughs> of all, like, am I going to take a picture of me massaging a client, you know? <laughs> and so I try to go in, like, especially the mobile gigs, like I try to go in and I'll have, I'll see if like the staff is willing to take a picture so I can showcase who mm-hmm. I've gone and worked on and stuff. But again, like back to like the seven habits thing, like it is very important to me to not just come off obnoxious. I just want my exchanges with my customers, especially these, these companies that I'm trying to touch base with. Yes, I'd love to tag you on social media and have you tag me. But what's even more important than that is that we just have a really good interaction and I give you a good service and, and you feel happy with what I've given you. You know, it doesn't matter if you tag me on social media. If you're happy, you'll tell your friends about it. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, my technology struggle. And yeah, like I, I literally spent 30 minutes one time trying to craft the perfect like Instagram story and stuff like that. And I think my daughter even called me out. She's like, oh my God, mom, like I can't be on the iPad for an hour, but you can sit here. And I'm like, <laughs> I know I, it's so easy to become obsessed with it. And like, and what do you gain? You sometimes you don't know mm-hmm. unless you're like paying these companies to like analyze your metrics and stuff. And I'm like, how about I just go out and do a good job and the end of story, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Totally. And so are you, would you consider yourself to be more introverted or extroverted or in the middle? Oh, I'm definitely extroverted, which... (laughs) Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because I I was wondering, I I know like with introverts, really, me anyway, I am mostly introverted, a little bit of extroversion, but Mm -hmm. I I don't, like I had mentioned, I don't like being, I like being behind the scenes. And so I would rather take pictures or, you know, of somebody else or something else or animals or something. And so I'm just wondering with extroverted people too, as far as the content creation, if it's just easier when you're extroverted or if that was kind of an introverted person's issue, but it seems like it's across the board. Sure. Well, and one thing, I forget who told me this. Are you, are you familiar with the ladies that arrive co-working? Yep. Yeah. Love those girls. I, th- I think it was maybe one of, one of the founders there, but they were talking about how when you do a venture, when you put yourself out there, when you put your face, your picture, or like you're speaking on live Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever, you always get more hits. And like, it's true. Like anytime I can get myself, you know, get, get the courage to just, I, but, but I think, I think people appreciate the sloppiness or the messiness, you know, you're, you're just being real. Like you're not all mm-hmm. edited and everything like that. You're just like, yeah. Hey, this is me. I'm, I'm at this event. I'm giving these massages. Well, and especially in a city like Lincoln, people like to be like, Oh my God, I know that person. It's, so a, it's a small, big town. It is, you know, like I get super excited when I drive down the road and I see like my realtor on the billboard. I'm like, OMG, like there she is, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what a cool city to be in. Like I was saying in the beginning to support each other because people really do. And, and people mm-hmm. like, I think there is a lot of trust in the community. And so, you know, when my daughter's teacher says, Hey, go to so-and-so for this. I'm like, yeah, you got it. I'm there. Yeah. It's cool. 
Okay, gonna wind it down a little bit okay. here. A couple of RN or reaching questions. If you had to look six to 12 months in the future, where would you like your business to be? I think realistically, it's probably more like 24 months in the future. Gotta, gotta get a little bit past COVID, but um, mm, yeah. I would just love to be sending you know, myself and other massage therapists to maybe five to 10 businesses a week to start. And I would love to get some accounts with some bigger companies like Huddle and Nelnet. I'd, I'd love to somehow be, you know, send a team of massage therapists to work on the Huskers, for example. So, you know, I'm, th oh, yeah. I'm thinking big here, you know, <laughs> and I, and I know some of these organizations are, it's all about who you know and stuff. So that would be, that would be some big dreams of mine. Looking even further down that, I would love to expand the company to Omaha and oh, yeah. um, just be just be coordinating, sending therapists to businesses up there. You know, that's a little bit further in the future. But for now, you know, I just really want to give excellent customer service in Lincoln. And so being that it is just me coordinating with all these therapists, that's fine for now. And, and, just, and just really growing and developing uh, the Lincoln market in the future and just getting some of those bigger accounts here in Lincoln. And I will say too, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but just real quick. One of the things about my company too, is I'm really passionate about helping these other therapists that I'm taking with me to these events or, you mm -hmm. know, that I'm sending mm -hmm. to these events, just helping them with their practice. You know, I've had several different versions of my own practice. And one thing that has always worked wonders for me is going and giving chair massages because it gives you an opportunity to show people your work, you know, in kind of a, like a low key environment. And so yeah. I've always gotten clients from doing chair massages. And so I try to, like, I have an account with the country club, for example, and everybody's great there. I love taking therapists there. And then they get to meet wonderful families who've lived in Lincoln forever. And a lot of massage therapists, they get instant business out of it. So, so it's really important to me to, to help these other therapists too, and, and get them in front of new potential clients and, and help them get their practice going as well. So just a little awesome. side yeah. note about that. Awesome. Let's see. What can we do as a support Lincoln community to help you and your business right now? Just if you are getting together in a group, any group setting, you know, maybe it's even just your girlfriends at a book club, or maybe you are having, starting to have small office get togethers again, and you know, you want to treat your employees or your group, just consider having us out and just know that, you know, we will be wearing masks and we will take all the necessary disinfecting precautions. Like I said, I, I did go to an office last week and it was just five people and it was cool. It was smaller and more intimate than I'm used to, but they had a great experience. And so just knowing that it is still a possibility and it is something nice that you can do for your staff. Yeah. And, and especially right now, like everyone is just, I feel like everybody in the world is just losing their mind. Everyone needs a massage. Out. <laughs> yeah. They need some I relaxation. Mean, stop fighting on Facebook and just go to work and get a massage. <laughs> <laughs> to close us out here, go ahead and let anyone know how they can connect with you online. Okay. So you can go to the relaxationcorporation.com. That gives you all the information for booking a, any sort of mobile event. There's also a tab on there. If anyone wanted to book directly with me. If you go to the little about section of my website, it's got my description. And then right below there, um, if someone wanted to come to my office, they can book online with me there. My email is info at therelaxationcorporation.com. So feel free to reach out with any questions. Also, my phone number is on there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Debbie, with the Relaxation Corporation. Um, we're so glad to have you and, and have the Lincoln community learn a little bit more about you if they hadn't heard of you before and what yes. you do. And so hopefully you'll have some others reaching out. Yes. Thanks, Lo. I appreciate it.
All right, that's a wrap for today. Special thanks again to Debbie Dugan at the Relaxation Corporation for being an awesome person and an awesome business owner that we as the Lincoln community can really rally behind. I highly encourage you to reach out to Debbie if you are in serious need of alleviating stress or if you just want to treat yourself. Until next time, be honest, stay well, and never stop supporting Lincoln.